0: From Coimbra to Colombia, from Morocco to Miami, we tell the stories of the people who make the world of international law and business turn. We give glimpses into their lives and provide insights from their experience. These accounts come from every sector and every industry around the globe. Simply put, and without further ado, I am Chris Campbell, and you're listening to Tales of the Tribunal, where practice meets personality hello there listeners welcome back to tales of the tribunal and listen look i know is this Season 5? No, not quite yet. We are giving you a very special episode, a little bit of an appetizer before we get back into Season 5, and it's none other than the occasion of the 30th Vis Moot in Vienna. Now, I know that the VIS is actually concluded probably about a week ago by the time that you're hearing this, but I had so many great conversations that we needed to listen to and get packaged together for this episode that we didn't want to miss it being too far in proximity from the VIS. So, to Today's episode, what you're going to hear are some conversations that we had throughout the week, not nearly enough time to capture all the conversations that we wanted to, but we talked with participants, with speakers, with arbitrators, with other familiar faces from around the field, so with some great conversations, we're looking forward to bringing it to you all in this episode and of course season five of the show coming up in just a little bit so strap in this is a compilation episode that i hope that you'll enjoy and we'll see you on the other half of the show okay so here we are it is april 2nd it's still day two of the Vismut. Chris Campbell here doing man-on-the-street interviews as we stand outside the Jubilee celebration for the Vismut. And I've got a very good friend of the show here today, and you are... Abhinav Bhushan. Abhinav Bhushan, a um, uh, uh, survey and quiz taker extraordinaire, a friend of, uh, fellow friend of the show, Mike McElrath, and um, Abhinav... What is, uh, what brings you back to the VIS this year?
1: Uh, well, thank you, Chris. And uh, always a pleasure to see you in different parts of the world. I am back here again at the VIS. I've been here many, many, many times and particularly on this occasion because the VIS is back after COVID. And uh, I'm here to arbitrate and enjoy the events and meet old friends and make new ones.
0: Well, fantastic. So arbitrate, certainly. Um, I am sure you're getting so, getting around to some of the social events that are going on. That is one of the greatest things about coming to VIS. Um, what events have you been to so far? What are you planning to go to?
1: Yeah. So, so we have now at this majestic uh, uh, rat house, uh, the operators' dinner, of course the O'Gazelle, uh, you know you never get enough of it. Uh, the Baker McKenzie, the White & Case reception, the Freshfields reception tomorrow, and and it goes on, it goes on. And I'm going to probably, I'm going to make the most of it, and probably
0: going to be attending all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and that's that's what I hear from everyone. Uh, they, they want to go to all the things and things that are taking place at the same time. So the question is, how do you multiply yourself <laughs> all at once?
1: It's, it's a touch and go. You you meet, you greet, you move on the next one you shake hands you reconnect you 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 meet the old friends and then you meet all of them right at the end at the mood bar and then you
0: take it from there well that's fantastic as well said you're getting advice from Abhinav here as well um, on how to make sure you're making the most of your time here now uh, before we get out of here uh, tell us a little bit more when you're not at the VIS, when you're not doing this things what are you doing
1: I'm I'm either eating or traveling or uh, being the chief exec for 39 and 6 Chambers uh, in Singapore. Fantastic, fantastic. And um, anything else you want to shout out or anything else you want to say to the people at home? Uh, I think uh, everybody who loves arbitration should do the VIZ. viz. If you've not done the VIZ, and if it's too late to be a mootie, then just come back and arbitrate here and make friends forever. Because as
0: everybody says, VIZ is not a moot. It's an experience. Absolutely. I could not have said it better myself. Final question. Is a drone an aircraft? (laughs) It depends. (laughs) Ah, Okay, okay. Thank you, Avinav. We appreciate it. We'll see you inside. Thank you so much. So today is March, no, it's April 1st, April Fools. We're here at the Vienna Moot. It is day two, and well, frankly, I haven't done nearly my job of interviewing all the people that we should, but one person that I did, could not leave Vienna, I let too long go without talking to, is friend of the show, longtime friend in real life as well, Miss Wendy Gonzalez. Hey, Wendy.
2: Hey,
3: Chris.
0: <laughs> and Wendy, we're sitting at a place called Café Pruco, Right now, I may have butchered that pronunciation, and we're at an event that you're hosting. What's this event, and what's it all about?
2: Yeah, so this is the very first in-person CyberArp Meet and Greet, an initiative that was started three years ago, and this is the first time we meet in person.
0: Three years ago. That's that's quite a bit. So what is CyberArp? Tell us about that.
2: So CyberArp is an initiative to mine the gap between cybersecurity and arbitration. We believe that through awareness, education, training, we can help the arbitration community to be prepared and be cyber resilient. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. And so this is the third anniversary. What 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 have you guys done most recently? What do you have upcoming? What do people need to be looking forward to with CyberArb?
2: Yes, so cybersecurity is a topic that now is, is, is of crucial, crucial interest for our society, for arbitration clients and community. So uh, CyberArp has been providing training, workshops, um, going deep and deep into the topic, even helping some arbitral institutions to draft their arbitration rules regarding cybersecurity and privacy. So that's the idea that we can help a little bit over there. Yeah.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, well, look, um, I know that we have other people that are sitting around here at the table. I know that I've also put you on the spot, so thank you for humoring me. Is there anything else that the people listening at home should know about CyberArp?
2: Yes, so CyberArp is here to help. We are willing to go farther. Uh, we are not scared of talking about cybersecurity, and the reason is because we are a great team of volunteers, uh, everyone giving the best out of them, and I have to say that What makes CyberArp different is that we are having the the connection with the engineers, the white hackers, the real cybersecurity people sitting next to us, helping us, and the team is doing a great job. So I'm really happy to be part of this.
0: Well, fantastic. And before we uh, tell the good people at home where they can find you, let's hear from some of the people that are at the table. So um, let's hear first, to my right, we have... Ishan. Ishan and... Arigit. Arijit, and of course across, across the table. We also have Yulia. And Ariana. Ariana. Now I can't get all the way down there, but I think wait, we have two more people still. We also have Veronica. Veronica and Martin is all the way there. He's taking a picture of me right now, so I don't know if I can get all the way to him. But anyone have any other thoughts about cyber arb, anything you want to share, anything you want to say?
4: Well, it's quite
0: exciting.
5: I, I joined CyberRub in the middle of the pandemic. It was still a brilliant idea of ND have. It was evolving, and it's good to have our first meet, and finally in three years today, meeting everyone, being back at the Wismoot after two years. I'm a mootie
0: myself, did it for the last two years online, and it's good to be back as a coach, an arbitrator, and many more roles. Fantastic. Well said. Well, okay. Anyone else? Huh? Anyone? No, okay, well look, Wendy, where else can we find, or where can people find more information about CyberArp?
2: So yeah, you can visit at uh, www.cyberarp.com You can also go to our LinkedIn page, CyberArp And yeah, we have a newsletter that is out there Uh, We have an online training with our partner, ArbitrageUniversity.com. So you can go there, you can have some online training and education So yeah, let's make it
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. So, signing off for the first time in Vienna, this is CyberR. Thank you, Wendy.
2: Thank you, Chris. <laughs>
0: So here we are back at the Vis Moot. It is now day four. Competition has just concluded just a short while ago. I am now at the American Bar Association's event with Pikowitz and Partners, sponsored by the VAC, And we have a lot of great folks here. I see a couple here that are here today. And um, let's see if we can grab them for just a moment. With me today, I've got...
6: Adriana Placanica. And Marie Meltzer.
0: Fantastic, and y'all are with the New York Law School, as I understand it, and um, and you just gotten done with your uh, rounds. How have you found the experience here in Vienna so far?
6: It's been amazing. This is my second year doing the VIS, but first time doing it in person in Vienna, and it's a great experience getting to meet everyone from all over the world, and it's been a great past four days pleading with the team.
0: Fantastic. And how about you?
4: Yeah, honestly, it's been an incredible experience. And just being in Vienna um, for the first time is just really lovely.
0: Very well, very well. So for people that are considering doing the VIS, any thoughts? Would you encourage them to do it? What was your experience?
4: It's a lot of hard work. But in the end, you become a better advocate and really just improve your oral
6: advocacy
3: skills.
0: Great, great.
6: I would say for me in all of law school this has been the best experience in terms of practicing pleadings and drafting memorandums working as a team and I think that anyone who is considering it should absolutely do it
0: fantastic that's a ringing endorsement Um, well let me tell me this you know so you've got several more days anything that you're looking forward to do before you head back to the United States
6: I'm looking forward to meeting more people outside of pleadings now that we've done general rounds I think it'll be a little more relaxed we've all practiced we've worked hard We'll see what happens with the round of 64, but nevertheless, really excited to meet more people.
0: Well said.
4: And just touring Vienna while we're here enjoying it. We worked hard for the Moot, and now we have a few extra days to go explore.
0: Okay, and final thoughts. Um, Anything else you have to say to the people at home or maybe uh, your favorite memory from Vienna so far?
4: My favorite memory has been the Moot bar because everybody's having a great time and enjoying themselves after pleading all day.
0: Well said, well said.
4: I think... If I were
6: to tell anyone from at home, pack a variety of
0: clothes.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I packed a little too heavy for this trip, but I am very happy because I have new things to try on every day for all the multiple events. I think we wear three outfits a day here, so pack heavy.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. And, well, look, ladies, thank you for your time. We'll see you later.
6: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Cheers. So here we are, still day five for Tales of the Tribunal at The Vis, live at T.O.T. We are at our second or third event of the night. It's been so many, it's hard to recall just about everything. And I have another special guest. You can hear the dull roar of the crowd just behind me. So with me today, I have (laughs) Alex Goodko. Alex, Alex, thank you for joining us. We've seen you at several events this time. Finally had a chance to stop you and chat for an interview. So Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are
5: you from? Uh, What do you do? All those good fun types of things. As a lot of people here at the Wismood. I have a pretty diverse background. I'm originally from Ukraine, and I participated in the Wismood for the first time as a Ukrainian student. Then I've done my first LLM at Stockholm University, my second LLM later on at New York University. And now I'm, I'm a lawyer based in New York, practicing investor state arbitration and international commercial arbitration. So, and I came here because I've done it before. I've arbitrated the visa about 11 years ago. And now after COVID and after, you know, sort of a turbulent year on my end, I decided it's finally time to take some vacation and go, go back to the visa Fantastic, fantastic. So that's quite a bit there. So it sounds like you've got some moot experience, you have some
0: investor state experience, all those types of things. Tell us a little bit more about your investor state experience.
5: Yeah, so uh, a lot of what I do these days is investor state arbitration. I was At the time I did my LLM at Stockholm University, I was blown away um, by sort of the, the, the ISDS practice that, you know, it's private investors, either individuals or companies can sue sovereign states uh, freely for, you know, for violations of international law basically and uh, I've never looked back since as, as soon as I got inspired by that practice it was I knew that it's something I had to do because I come from Ukraine where you know even though Ukraine is famous for all the different reasons these days I grew up in a jurisdiction where private individuals could not stand up to the state and they, they got pretty much screwed by the state if the state wanted to do that and uh, I, I was taught by my professors in my very first law school that I represented at the Wismut at the time, that you should always stand up for the small guy. And uh, investor state arbitration allows that to happen. So I devoted my career so far to uh, protecting the investor's interests in sovereign states, because back in the days, it was gambo diplomacy. It was pretty much nothing someone could do. And the globalized world calls for uh, much more you know movement of capital and uh, uh, predictability what the, that's what investors want so that that's what I do you know every day today is devote my time to that fantastic and what's it like been being back at the vis this year back in person
0: doing all those great things that we missed from before the pandemic
5: well I'm so I'm super happy to, to see so many familiar faces because I've been at the time I practiced in uh, Ukraine I traveled uh, to a lot of European events and I've met a lot of people before in Europe but I haven't been back in a while uh, practicing law in the United States so I'm happy to see a lot of familiar faces and to meet a lot of new guys new practitioners uh, I'm particularly inspired by the presence of four Ukrainian teams at, at the mode competition uh, given the ongoing war in Ukraine right now they were able to not only participate remotely but come here in person and uh, one of the Ukrainian teams advanced to the round of 64 teams teams this year uh, it was, it's simply inspiring to see, see those young practitioners and what they can do how, how they want to devote their careers to really making the world better, a better place. Uh, and uh, I, I just, re- I'm really proud of my Ukrainian peers and all, also happy to connect with everyone from the rest of the world.
0: Fantastic. Well said. Well, looking. it looks like you've got a lot on your plate, a lot to be proud of as well. Anything else that you want to say to the folks back at home? Anyone listening, thinking about
5: joining the VIS or any just out there in podcast land more generally? I would just say stop thinking about why this is not going to work and start thinking why the answer should be yes. Why you should come, why you should do the Vs if you're a young practitioner or student at a university. Even if your university never participated in the Vs before, I just met tonight, I met a team uh, that participated their university participated in the Vs for the first time in history. Wow. I I really encourage every each and every one of you to come and do it. If you're a bit older and you've done it before, come participate as an arbitrator and just give these people an inspiration the the young lawyers all they need is an inspiration to carry on because we all know how tough it is in the nowadays market to really make it we want all of them to succeed so i just hope to see i i'm definitely going to make an effort to come next year and i look forward to meeting everyone here Fantastic.
0: Well, look, Alex, that's a lot. That's a lot of good stuff to think about, stuff to take with us, and I hope that there's some great lessons uh, that folks are deriving as well. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks. All right, so back here again with Tales of the Tribunal. Again, we're still at day five at the Peak Woods and Partners event hosted with Lud Alumni Association on Diversity. I have several very important guests with me today, and they are...
3: Roxanne Jesus,
7: Shashi DeLandis.
3: Isabella Godoy.
0: Okay, so we'll start with uh, Shashi and Roxanne first. Um, So the MAA just had an event, and uh, can you give us a little bit of background on what this event was all about, what you're hoping to achieve, and what the MAA is doing on diversity?
3: I think... um, to be very, very short on this uh, answer. Uh, we're trying to promote diversity, we're trying to be inclusive, and we're trying to get more people to talk about it and encourage people to talk about it and be brave. Yeah, I think that's that's what we're trying.
7: Sure, well put, well put. Shashi? No, it, it really is about encouraging individuals to find their own voice and have the courage to speak their truth. So, the initiative by the Mood Alumni Association for the Diversity and Inclusion Committee really started about three years ago in the midst of the turmoil that was occurring in the United States and this understanding amongst the international community and the domestic community at home that there needs to be more of a discussion, not just when something happens, but at every single level, be it on a community level or even a professional level. And the Moot itself, the VisMoot, having access to students and individuals from so many jurisdictions was the right place to have these discussions allowed us the ability to access diverse people uh, who are advocates not only for their own clients, but for issues that are important to them. And so it's about giving a voice to those people so that others understand that their voice isn't the only one that exists, and they actually have a network of supporters that are around them.
0: Fantastic, thank you both for that, and so to Isabel, turning to you first, bienvenido. Uh, vindo, glad to see you here today, legal design, I must say that is a new term for me, I wasn't aware of it, can you tell the folks listening at home what legal design is and what your organization is doing with it?
3: Okay, so it's a new term for a lot of people, it's very new in the legal market, but it is a. Very diverse way to work towards inclusion. So, towards a very empathetic process, we try to redesign how legal products and services are created, focusing on the receiver of the message, and that has so many shapes and forms. Speaking from a very diverse perspective, we have to be considerate of our receiver. Sometimes it's a blind person, sometimes it's a deaf person, sometimes it's a colorblind. And we also consider the background of whoever is reading our documents or accessing our services. And legal design combines the legal sphere with the design knowledge, trying to recreate that to make law more accessible, to make access to justice very inclusive and possible.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, that's well said. Where can people go to find more information about your organization or legal design in general?
3: they can go to visuallaw.design with double l so visuallaw.design. they can find a little bit more about the my institution and what we are doing and so many showcases that can help out and service templates for their next transformation
0: fantastic all right well look i want to let I, as the folks can hear at home it's a great party there's a great event going on in the background any final thoughts any final words before we get out of here
7: We're just thankful for all those who came, shared their stories, attended. Uh, We're looking forward to continuing the good fight. Thank you. Fantastic.
3: Thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: (laughs) Thank you. And Isabel. Thank you. Thank you so much. Talk to you all soon. All right, hello, and we are back here at the Vienna Vis Moot, Day 5. The rounds of 64, and 32, and 16 have already occurred. As you can tell from the dull roar in the background, there is a little bit of activity going on still. We're at Pekowitz and Partners for their Diversity Arbitration Moot, and today we're doing more on-the-street interviews, and today we're talking with...
8: Carlota Brasso.
0: Carlota. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, so you've been here all week. I've been seeing you at events all week. Um, what have you been doing while you've been here in Vienna?
8: I have been trying to do my best to get to know everybody as I'm based in Tokyo, so this is my first trip to the Moot um, and it's been a really wonderful experience and I'm so glad to be here and thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to you.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. So, when you first got here, you were doing something with the Moot Alumni Association. What was that?
8: So, I spoke on a panel with the Moot Alumni Association on bifurcation.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And then what about since then? You're still here. I noticed you've not gone back to Tokyo yet.
8: I haven't. I've stuck around a little longer than some of the other people, but it is also a longer trip for me, so I've got to make it worth my while, and it's been wonderful. I've been judging the moods. They've been really high quality, so I've had four panels that I've been able to judge, and the teams are just excellent.
0: Fantastic. And look, I also understand that this is your first Vienna Vist. How have you found that whole experience being here this week?
8: Oh my goodness, it's been absolutely amazing. I would recommend it to anybody. I think, you know, if you're a student, you should join. If you're an arbitrator, you should join. I encourage everybody to do some coaching. It's absolutely amazing. I've done the Vissies. This is a whole new level. Um, It's just stunning.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, look, I don't want to take too much of your time. It sounds like there's a great party going on over there. Any final words for the folks at home?
8: Just to say thank you so much for having me, and uh, yeah, look forward to working hopefully with you in the future.
0: Fantastic, to See you later. See you. Goodbye. Okay, so we're here on day five still of the Vismoot. We're wrapping up another great event here at pikowitz and partners um, almost on our way outside of the event so that's why the roar has died down a bit in the background <laughs> and with me today i have one more speaker who is a brother in arms from the silicon valley arbitration and mediation center we have my name is nikola
9: Boric, and i'm an attorney from croatia and i'm a member for the silicon valley young arbitration
0: center fantastic fantastic so it's great and that's the an organization that we both have in common. That focuses a lot on tech, IP, all of those things in the world of international dispute resolution and arbitration. How did you get involved, and what are you doing with the organization currently? So how did I get involved?
9: I wrote my LLM master's thesis, and I decided to write it on a topic called FRAND, Fair, Reasonable, Non-Discriminatory Licensing in SAPs, and naturally the whole issue emerged out of the smartphone wars. And currently, I also think that that's also a very important topic, because there is a decision a few months ago from the UK Supreme Court that actually said how friend licenses should be calculated, focus on transparency. While doing this, I had a lot of books from Professor Contreras, and immediately, while I searched for arbitration institutions who tackled this very issue, Of course, the Silicon Valley Retribution Center popped out as the number one because I was not acquainted with them prior to 2017-18. But looking at what they do and their newsletters, I was like, okay, this is is my
0: thing. Well, absolutely. No. I mean, there's so many really pressing and important topics that are going on in tech and um, having lawyers and practitioners that know what they're talking about and are up to speed with it is essential for sure like prior to meeting you and
9: prior to coming to this event i was at freshfields here in vienna with their business development manager who acquires clients and guess what we talked about we talked about e-cars we talked about lucid we talked about the ecg so we are talking all the time about
0: tech about batteries and about new technologies those are our clients today all right and i'll ask you one more substantive question before we go chat gpt and ai models how what should we be thinking about that from the legal world in arbitration Oh, a good question. Uh, two days ago, I had a breakfast with
9: one of my professors from the Ibut Series. He is also a professor in Edinburgh, I guess, in England. He told me that Chat JPD passed the English bar. Wow,
0: okay, so English so lawyers,
9: watch out. So that's my point. So what should we think about it? Uh, it's a good thing, but as a lawyer, always be cautious, see how it plays out. Uh, difference between maybe continental lawyers and... Uh, you know, common law lawyers, we at Continental Europe lawyers, like
0: second movers, we let you guys from Continental t- be the first movers. So let's see how it plays out. Fantastic. Okay, and final thoughts, any final things to say before uh, we get out of here? Well, I would actually
9: love to address this event. I visited lots of events on the Wismut. This is my fifth Wismut. This Wismut was on diversity and inclusion. I have known Nicholas from a professional standpoint, reading his books, and him as a president of the WIACC. I was so amazed. Uh, to the audience, please support diversity and inclusion.
0: Please, do. Well, th- t- well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll make sure to see you in the show notes.
9: Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Farewell.
0: All right, so as mentioned just a few moments ago, we are still here at the joint event between the American Bar Association and the Vienna International Arbitration Center with me today. I've got the two signatories on behalf of each institution. We have...
4: Bridget McCormick, I'm the CEO of the American Arbitration Association, ICDR.
0: Fantastic, and...
10: Nikolaus Pitkowitz. I'm the president of VIAG and also partner of Pitkowitz and Partners.
0: Fantastic. And what he has not mentioned there is he's also hosting this fantastic event that you can hear the dull roar of in the background. So tell me uh, a little bit about what's just uh, occurred. You've done a signing here because it's an audio format. You can't see it, but uh, tell us a little bit about what's gone on just moments ago.
4: Um, we just renewed a cooperation agreement that we first signed 33 years ago, a cooperation agreement between the AAA's international division and Viac um, to uh, continue our relationship going forward um, and renew that commitment to one another.
0: Fantastic. And Nikolaus, uh, your perspective now um, being uh, renewing this event, renewing this agreement?
10: Well, you know, um, arbitration institutions have a joint purpose and joint um, really aim is is to be a voice uh, for the arbitration community um, and to um, also be a thought leader for arbitration and it's fascinating that we have an opportunity as we consider ourselves to be the premier uh, central and eastern european arbitration institution um, to be now um, Really intensifying our cooperation with uh, AAA, ICDR, uh, which is the uh, number one arbitration institution um, in the USA and a uh, large part of the world. Fantastic. Well, look, final thoughts
0: on um, anything else you have to say for the folks that listening at home.
10: Final thoughts: If you arbitrate in Europe, <laughs> come to VIA. <VEAC. laughs>
0: well said, and.
4: Lots changed in the last 33 years. A lot more is going to change in the next 33. And cooperation agreements like this and collaborative partners is the key to our success. So we are really delighted to have this partnership.
0: Fantastic. Well said. Well done. Lots of action going on besides the VIS in Vienna. So long. Well, here we are on the other side of so many great conversations that were in the V.I.S. For those of you V.I.S. moved fans, we'll be doing more content as the season goes along. And of course, next year for the V.I.S. in the lead up and during the show. And we might even have some collabs. Yeah, keep an eye out open for that. For listeners of the show that have been Team T.O.T. since the beginning, since season one so many years ago, you'll know the Tales of the Tribunal actually started back in 2019 at the Vismoot. I had just my... I didn't even have like a real microphone at the time. It was like my laptop, and we were going around, carrying it around to people, and they had to like speak into my laptop, and that's how we do it. And now we got like two microphones. We fancy. We out here. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back in just a couple of short weeks with Season 5. We got some great guests. In fact... In fact, at the time that you're hearing this, we will have just recorded the first couple of episodes of Season 5. We're looking forward to it and to mixing up some things that you'll see on the show, too. So, again, thank you so much for listening. And there's no disputing it. You're listening to Tales of the Tribunal. See y'all. None of the views shared on today or any episode of Tales of the Tribunal is presented as legal advice nor advice of any kind. No compensation was provided to any person or party for their appearance on the show, nor do any of the statements made represent any particular organization, legal position, or viewpoint. All interviewees appear on an arm's length basis, and their appearances should not be construed as any bias or preferred affiliation with the host or host's employer. All rights reserved.